All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, and I'm joined by my good friend, J.W. Crewall. J.W., how you doing today? Good day, mate. <laughs> very original, man. Very original. Is there any reason that you went for that particular greeting? Yeah, well, I just wanted to make sure we had a quality podcast today. Oh, okay, okay. Now, <laughs> it's actually funny because, JW, I swear that your wife was just here a second ago and suggested you make those exact jokes. Oh, well, I do have to say that my wife, Anne, is a pretty big inspiration for my humor. Okay, yeah. Well, that's super cool, man. Really awesome stuff you're doing. It's for just us cool. There. Like, it's good to have a counterpart that you can bounce ideas off of. You right know? and like that you could sit down and talk with and yeah yeah we have this good like working relationship and when it comes to my comedy where you know she'll give me some ideas i'll you know give her some ideas you know it's really just this collaborative effort to bring uh you know my comedic uh you know realizations to life right and i mean it's certainly working for you man i gotta say like truly truly excellent stuff though. gotta say I'm, I'm funnier now than i've ever been <laughs> well for those of you who are out of the loop it is australia internationals this weekend uh is it in melbourne this year melbourne melbourne, <laughs> melbourne. yeah it's like melbourne melbourne is that, uh, is that I, where it is though i believe it is not actually i think it's somewhere is else it Sydney? Uh, i don't know Okay, well, we just clearly don't know where it is, but it is in Australia, so... For some, for some reason, Melbourne doesn't sound correct to me. Can you fact check that? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm looking it up right now. It's in Melbourne. Oh, that was right. I think. Yeah, 2020... You're literally gaslighting me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was wrong one time. <laughs> was it you who, like, one time... I like came up with an idea and later on you said that I didn't come up with it and that was you who did it. No, 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 no. I, you did that to me over something, but I can't remember. Someone also did that to me. I think maybe it was Beckett Pierce. I, I bet it was Beckett. Dude. <laughs> Beckett is gaslighting me for sure. <laughs> well, either way, we got the Melbourne International Championship coming up and... I mean, it's going to be exciting. The Sword and Shield set, finally legal. We've been talking about it for a while now, and certainly people have been testing the cards for a while as well. I think we should just start right in the thick of it right there. So if you were in Melbourne, what would you be playing? What would your top three decks be heading into this tournament, JW? Not going to lie, dude. I'd probably just pick ADP Zation. Uh, Zashian, feels like... bro. We literally spent like oh, 10 Z minutes last week. CN. Zashian. Right. I, I forgot to... <laughs> Do my warm-ups. <laughs> yeah, do some reps. Zacian, 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 Zacian. Uh, but Zacian, just just hands down. I, I would play that deck. I, I think I'm just going to play it as long as I can in this, you know, in the cup format that I have coming up. But it's just, it's so good. It's so consistent. You can do a lot of things. Um, you know, you play Pokemon Catchers. That's a really fun card. <laughs> It's not really countered that hard by anything. I mean, I feel like you have a game plan in every matchup. Um, I just, and it's pretty techable. Again, we, we kind of talked last week right. about there, there being, you know, 
somewhere around 15 cards that you can play with to make it, you know, ADP version or to make it the uh, Lucario Melmetal version, or you could play energy switches or you can play vitality bands and different stadiums and all this stuff that you can change about the list to kind of suit it to your metagame. Um, I just like the deck a lot. I really don't see myself playing anything else, especially after testing uh, more with the standard format. I like some other decks. I think some other decks are very viable plays, but for me, I would just stick with Zacian because it's so versatile and uh, just so incredibly strong. Wow. So I asked for three decks, but you are foot on the brake one deck, and that's ADP Zacian. So yeah. I think you give a pretty good summary of what the strengths are with Zacian. What are some things that, if you were to play the deck, might make you a little nervous or anxious or you'd be afraid to play against? Um... That's a good question that I don't have like a great answer to. Again, I, I feel like the deck can really overcome a lot of the format. There's one deck that's kind of been rising in my mind recently, and that's Rillaboom. And uh, with Rillaboom, I just would only worry about the uh, GX attack of the uh, Rowlet alone on Executor. But even then, it's not so bad. Uh, you can get around that if you can serve metal patches and things like this. But I I don't know. I mean, maybe there's like an Obstagoon deck that would be tough. But again, you have the Catchers and the Fion and you should be able to finesse some things. And um, I'm trying to just like list off some things that I would be worried. Maybe like Baby Blacephalon, but you're probably going to be more consistent than they are because you have a Pokemon that is sure. just built in draw and they are playing somewhere between 14 and 16 fire energy. Plus uh, they only get one turn to whiff basically. And really relying on welder for that deck too. Um, you have a lot of different ways to accelerate energy. So that is always going to be a little bit more helpful, but I, I don't, th nothing really comes to mind immediately. I would say uh, that is a huge counter to ADPization. Okay, so nothing comes to mind right away, but would you be concerned about playing either what is probably going to be the most popular deck or the most countered deck? You know, uh, maybe. I mean, I I don't I don't think so though. I I really wouldn't. It's just so strong. It's the strongest deck that I feel like I've played or or had the pleasure of playing in a long time, and sometimes there's just going to be a, a best deck in format, right? There's just going to be sure. a BDIF. We saw that, I, I think, back 10 years ago, where it was like Lux Chomp was just Gardevoir the best deck well. in format. And like you either played it or you countered it. And even if you countered it, even if you tried to play a counter deck, like it still didn't always beat, uh, you know, beat your Lux Chomp, right? So just that kind of, it's very reminiscent to me of that. I, I feel like that deck is just like leagues above a lot of other decks and um, certainly stands out from the other, you know, tier one decks. So I like it. I really would just suggest players to play it. And especially for this first regional, um, that would be just the safest and not even like the safest in terms of um, in terms of like, oh, I'm just trying to get C CP, but the safest for even trying to win the event. I feel like it's just that good of a deck that you can go in comfortably with like a very standard list that you've seen on any content creators YouTube and f kind of expect to make day two and make a decent run at uh, winning the tournament. 
Yeah, I, the deck is certainly very powerful. So you talked about those 15 card slots that you have, and obviously some of those go towards the ADP engine. What is your like flex cards? What are the cards that, you know, maybe not necessary to the deck functionality, but that you've personally found to be valuable and are worth including in the deck? Sure. Well, there's some math that you can fix with um, Shrine. There's some math that's a little bit better with the um, Vitality Band. Zigzagoon is also a consideration, but this is something, you know, just getting your extra damage modifiers, you can kind of choose to play whichever ones you, um, you know, feel are, are going to be best for you. Right. So those are kind of those flex spots that I've really been kind of more interested in. So what are the ones that you've settled on, at least at this point in time? Yeah, I think I do like at least one Vitality Band. I think it just gives an extra layer of uh, of dimension to Guzmahala. And I like having the shrines personally. Uh, of course, it does hurt your ADPs, but uh, that's not really that big of a deal since you're trying to force your opponent to go through an ADP and two Zashans. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, I think I think, you know, I'd play like at least one Vitality Band just to be able to get that clean 270, you know, on like a Mewtwo or uh, Garchomp Giratina are the two that I'm kind of thinking of. Trevenant Dustnor is another one that comes to mind immediately. And then you also have just some chip damage to get at things like Picaron that have the um, that have the giant charm attached. Uh, just things like that where you need kind of multiple turns of uh, of damage yeah for sure for sure i know i've been a, a big stand of the vitality band for a while now but um and for a lot of the same reasons that you said you know you get the clean 270 which uh for two reasons that's important i think because chaotic swell can kind of mess up your shrine plan and also if you shrine the turn that you ko you don't get the extra prize which not every matchup that matters. Uh, if you're KOing two tag teams, it doesn't matter if you take four prizes on the first one. Um, but right. if you're trying to like KO a tag team and then KO a, a non-GX or something, which is a pretty common route to win, um, that getting that extra prize is obviously super relevant. So yeah, I'm absolutely. a huge fan of the Vitality Band myself. Um, absolutely yeah i mean i i think we're kind of seeing a meta shift away from the frying pan that was kind of an auto it seemed like an auto inclusion in the early lists i i've seen that kind of come out of a lot of decks uh, for good reason we haven't really seen much fire around fire is um fire had the the benefit maybe last format of being this like really fast deck uh, compared to the rest of the format, compared to like ADP Keldeo or, or, or other decks of last format. But now with the increase in speed of the format, Fire just has has been able to be matched by even just the average decks. So right. still a decent play. Like I'm not saying Fire is bad uh, by any means, but I'm just saying that the frying pans maybe aren't, like as necessary because you're you're almost matching speed with the fire decks right yeah for sure the fire decks are not as comparatively dominant as they were before that is yeah without a doubt true right uh, since you only have the one deck i i do share that one deck as my top spot but some other things that i personally would consider um i think abilities art slash mute either abilities art or welder mewtwo are both in pretty good places right now um actually not a big fan of malmar mewtwo i know it's a good deck but mm -hmm. it to me leaves a lot to be desired um 
just like something about the way it flows doesn't quite work for me. <laughs> um, and I don't like how it's kind of got low damage output um, in exchange for having that disruption aspect. But Yeah, it's really hard to one-shot things with the Malamar Mewtwo deck. Yeah, right. Um, but I think like Welder Mewtwo and, you know, just Ability Zard can easily get out of the gates and kind of overrun decks. And I think that... Um, that like yeah. combination is really good in an unknown format, right? Like we saw Robin do that exact thing at LAIC where nobody was talking about Weldrazard, such ability sure. card. And sure. he's just like, you know what? Abodazar worked at Worlds, it worked this quarter that we just finished. I'm gonna play it at LAIC and it did yeah. phenomenally well for him. So Yeah. Um, I mean it's funny though too. It's like <laughs> I tried to play it and uh you know basically the same list i think for a couple cups and stuff and i just fell flat on my face i did pretty yeah, well that's probably just because you're so bad though right i mean that has something to do with it <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> but you know those decks you know abilities are especially of the two can be yeah. hit or miss but i think yeah. they both have some some stuff that's really good and appealing i mean a mewtwo getting the turn two 300 it's obviously fantastic especially when adp is a thing in the format like ADP's worst enemy is getting KO'd immediately. <laughs> so right. Right. that that's obviously strong and you know Ability Zard can has infinite gust, which is very Super appealing. Right uh, especially you know, especially when that mill deck is on people's radar, the Victini plus Nine Tails combo is pretty mm -hmm. hard to you know, it's hard to find a better combination of cards against the mill deck than Victini plus Nine Tails. So. Right. Right. Now, um, how, you know, you say Ability Zard is on your top kind of choices. What, what, uh, what would you say to somebody that's considering playing like a Wobbuffet in their deck to maybe be a pseudo counter to the Victini? Is that viable? Have you thought about Wobbuffet as just kind of this soft counter at all? Um. I don't think too many people will be including Wob outside of, um, like the mill deck because of, you know, Ditto and Tapacoco and stuff. But yeah. I I don't think Wob would be terrible in this format though, just because not really so much for abilities are, but it's also really good against Pikaram. Um, so I'd more so include it for that if anything. But sure, I don't really like Wob in general. I don't think it's that great. Um, and usually the matchups that play Wob, abilities are can kind of just plow through them anyway. So, okay. yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, I just feel like Wob is like perfect for this format. Just you have Quick Ball again, right? So it's an easily searchable tech basic. Right. Uh, that would just be something that you know we haven't really seen a ton of, but maybe could see a rise of of that card. You know, heading into. Um, Heading into Australia, obviously, Pikaram is still a threat. Uh, there is this kind of re-rise of fire, so Victini is a threat. And so, you know what? I think Wob is uh, certainly something that right. we'll see in this. And Quick Ball, obviously, was a huge boon to any of those, you know, one-prize bench sitters, including Absol, which saw tons of play even before Quick Ball. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's the push that Wob needed to really be a good a good card as opposed to an okay card because Wob is obviously good against Pigram for a while. Um, with the caveat being, it's like basically impossible to get Wob onto your bench. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, maybe. That's a little trade off, you know? <laughs> so maybe with that caveat gone, it's actually a good card. You know, who knows? 
That's true. That's true. That's true. I was wondering if you had put any thought into it. I mean, I, I this is just something that I've been theorizing. Haven't really played it, you know, in any decks. Haven't really tested it, played it on the ladder, uh, anything like that. But uh, it does strike me as again a card that we saw um, see a lot of play maybe two formats ago, and I didn't see much play last format, and then now might be just on that kind of come up for a few other decks that maybe struggle with Picaron, maybe want to kind of have that soft counter to fire. Um, you mentioned Mill. How afraid of Mill should the average player in Australia be? I think Mill will have a presence. I don't think it's as dominant as it may have looked like it would have been when it first appeared. And I think part of the reason for that is like an optimized Zashian ADP ADP list can handle it pretty well. Um, Picaram can kind of run it off the board if it gets going fast enough. And, uh, you know, like Ability Zard can obviously go through it. And even like Malamar Mewtwo can potentially just disrupt it just enough to win the game. So, So... Yeah, I don't know. Like, the mill deck, it deserves respect, and you shouldn't just ignore it. But I think it'll lose enough that it isn't, like, a tournament-winning deck. Um, Well, okay, so when you say it'll have a presence, like, give me your estimated meta breakdown. Like, how many people do you think would bring a mill or a stall-type deck? Not even even Sinchino. I mean, obviously, Sinchino is the the hottest new stall mill deck. But, I mean, I'm even thinking, like, Shedinja or Pidgey or uh, Dolls, something like that. How many people do you think will bring some type of uh, deck-out strategy to OCIC? Um, I don't think a ton will, but I think it'll be enough of a presence that you could easily hit one in either of your days. Um, and I do think a fair amount will probably make day two. Like the mill deck is good, you know, I just don't think it's like a tournament winning deck. Uh, as far as I hate to like pinpoint an exact number because it's really hard to predict these like first tournament meta games, especially one that's also in a foreign country, which might have a different attitude towards mill. Um, but I think I think you could very easily see one on both of your days of the tournament. Is what sure. I would say. Sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. What uh, What are the best techs to play for uh, for mill? Uh, both in mill, just to counter the general metagame, and then uh, if you're playing a deck that you want to try to beat mill. What I mean, we've talked a little bit about these types of things. Uh, or at least what you can play to beat mill like in the last episode but just maybe a, a quick rundown of of those again for somebody that maybe didn't listen last week sure i think the key for most decks is going to be having the right amount of gust um Zacian adp can get away with playing just pokemon catchers because they only need to knock out basically two more things because usually they'll be able to sneak a knockout before the dolls come out right. um and especially if they need to ever oranguru that surprises so right uh the Zashi ADP can really just get there with four catchers like other decks might need to play even more gust options to feasibly beat mill or just have like some disruption aspects to them like even a good marnie can really just slow them down a turn which sometimes that's all you need um i you know i almost feel like not a lot of decks can really tech or change their strategy a ton to beat it um it just it almost to me feels like your deck can either beat it or it can't just based on the 60 cards that you have or like you know just based on the engine that you're running in your deck you can either beat mill or you cannot sure Um, sure so you wouldn't say to like somebody who's stressing about mill to try 
to tech for it because it it might be futile and you might not see that many of it right i mean uh, at least to me there's not a lot of things you can realistically tech to actually make your matchup better like fion's already in a ton of decks to and it's obviously good to get around dolls but they just play a few dolls on their bench and all of a sudden your fion is useless mm -hmm. um i mean one little thing you can do if you're if you just want like an incremental edge is absol can actually kind of like throw them for a little bit of a loop sometimes uh, sure. start like a Zashian or something you can put down an absol and it's kind of hard to get out of the active um and Absol's generally useful, but yeah, I mean, but there's not, not like, it's not, yeah, that. it's not like, it doesn't really do much, but it's just something. Um, yeah. yeah, there's just like not a ton you can really do. Like, I don't think resource management really helps you, um, but you can try it just to get like catchers back. Yeah, we had talked about, we had talked about last week in the Welder Mewtwo that if you're playing the Mad Cargo, might not be, you know, it would be at least something to consider playing a Bulalba of your own to just mill eight cards towards the end of the game, which is pretty, you know, we were talking about how difficult that would be as a mill player right. to get around the eight card mill. Um, and so that's something to consider as well. Um, yeah, I definitely think that could still beat mill very consistently if you did that. Uh, sure, sure. But at most, like if you throw a Bilalba in a deck that doesn't play some additional like discard outlet, it, right. three They're cards is so easy to play around, mm -hmm. especially in a best of three. So. Yeah, exactly. We have somebody here saying Giraffe Rig. Um, again, like Giraffe Rig, if you're playing against a good mill player, and we talked about this last week on the uh, on the cast, but if you're playing against a good mill player and they know that you're playing Giraffe Rig, they're going to play around that fairly easily. Um, additionally, uh, with Giraffe Rig, there's just a ton of the same supporter. So you're, you could go in and be like, oh, yeah, I got, you know, I lost zone two of their Balelbas. Well, they still have two <laughs> remaining in the scenario. Right. So, like, it's good. Like, it's good in theory. I think in practice, it maybe falls a little bit short just because of the higher counts um, of these, you know, strong supporters that, uh, that you know, at least Sinchino Mill plays. Right. Yeah. And if, you're, if, you, have, you, if you have stuff like uh, Giraffe Rag out, then you have this weird scenario where... Um, like they can resource management as long as you're attacking with giraffe rig and prevent you from lossing anything relevant. Sure. So you're kind of forced to attack, and you know then they just go back to their strategy. Um, sure. And I see someone in chat calling out. You can play a Ranguru and not take a prize, um, and just take the tie. That's not a good option in my opinion because if they play a Magneton, you lose instantly with that strategy. So. Um, if you're going to play a Ranguru to try and beat Mill, I think you'd more so use it to try and reset your catchers and get more gust out and actually right, win the right. game. You wouldn't use it to stall. You would actually use it to try to aggress more. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And we've and people are already playing stuff like you asked about techs that Mill can play for the general field. One of those techs is stuff like a Magneton to get around strategies like that. Um, and also to... Uh, brain fart here but they can also play the magneton in the mirror to get the belobos and and also put themselves ahead on the or behind i guess in the prize race so that yeah. way they can start using surge in the mirror right right so i guess if you're playing mill you should definitely play a 2-2 line of magneton <laughs> well if if you're going to do that you just play electro gx right yeah that's true that's true that's true so yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think, and I think if you play Electro GX plus a Magneton, you've gone too far. So you have to stop. Yeah, you have to stop. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did not approve uh approve of that of sacrificing three friends <laughs> just so you can win the mirror or whatever <laughs> that would be funny though so i guess i guess i do approve it <laughs> oh just for the meme yeah because that would be pretty funny all right. well all right tell you what tell you what we will approve of it if if you make you know day two with the deck but if you don't then you didn't hear it from us yeah <laughs> derek h calling out in chat you can just loop with ordinary rod with a one one. Usually people are just playing the Magneton, but if you play the Magnemite, you can loop them with the ordinary <laughs> and keep knocking them out. <laughs> but then oh, don't you get to the eventual end state where <laughs> where you and your opponent have both played five Magnetons <laughs> and neither and you're just, Now you're trying to go for the one prize the one knockout with the Orangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what would happen, right? Like yeah, that's so gas. I'm wondering if there's like a if there's like a one energy fire attacker or something that could just like sneak a knockout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, gee. it would come down to like crushing hammer flips at that point, right? Because you're both trying to attach the Oranguru over and over. <laughs> yeah, maybe that that sounds horrible. Or I guess you could attach with this. You could attack with Sinchino. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, Adler with the Plagiac. <laughs> Okay, so in the mirror, you have to play one one Magneton and a Blacephalon GX, and then you win. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's so broken. It's so broken. It's such a simple combo. But... Well, let's move off a of stall, Riley. What are some decks that you feel are either under the radar or maybe haven't been covered as much as you know the tier one decks that we've outlined the last couple weeks? What's like a sleeper pick for you heading into Australia? You kind of already alluded to it, but I think Rillaboom has more potential than I initially would have given it credit for. Uh, the deck seemed kind of memed here at first, but I think it has a lot of good things going for it. Uh, yeah, you have the infinite gust on the Snivy Sword. Obviously not infinite, but close enough. <laughs> you know, you can gust six times for sure, um, which is great. You have a lot of good GX attacks with the... If you play Celesaur, you can use that against Mill. I don't even think you really need it. Uh, you also have Snivysaur for spread against like Malamar type stuff. You can also use the obvious combo of Alolan Executor and Rowlet, which that six energy GX attack is very very strong, and that's what's that's what I think impresses me most about the Rillaboom deck, right? Is yep. you can just either evolve up two Rillabooms or slowly charge up a Rowlet over two turns, and you know if you, even if you sack a couple prizes to get to that state. If you sh a lot of decks like cannot deal with all their energy being shuffled in. One obvious example of that is Pikaram. Uh, Pikaram I think is a little good versus the Rillaboom deck just because they can put on so much early pressure. But if the, right. if the Rillaboom deck gets to the point where they can get off that GX attack, I think they just win every time. Yeah, um, yeah, which is crazy. Um, sure. And it, so that really means Pikaram is like one turn to really aggress and figure sure. things out. So I think that's really good. Um, Additionally, it's just like generally tanky. It's so I like it. I don't know. I think it's a cool deck. I know you. Yeah. I know you like it as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, the boom has good matchups against ADP. Right. ADP affords the Rillaboom deck the time to set up. Um, right. You know, especially if you're able to go first with Rillaboom, then you can get some things down. And um, you know, as again, as long as you can get that 
uh, that GX attack off for with six energy on the Rallet alone egg, uh, then you're good, right? Then you just sweep. And then they can do some things by like resetting your hand and like if they have enough metal patches left, but it it's usually it doesn't work out that way because you can Marnie them first and you know things like that. They can just have awkward hands, but I've generally right. found that matchup to be pretty favorable. And like considering that the best deck is a favorable matchup, I think that brings a lot of viability to Rillaboom. Um, just I mean, for that fact alone. So I think there are some questionable um there are some questionable matchups with it. I look to, again, like you said, Pikaram, which can just out-aggress, although you do end up winning in the late game. Um, if and, you get there. <laughs> yeah, if you get there. And one other deck that I've found is actually a pretty bad matchup for the for the Rillaboom deck is Trevenant Dusnor Malamar. Interesting. It just, you, they, they remove your hand, you find yourself with not enough resources to use, you know, your Mallow and Lana's, and it just gets kind of funky if you aren't able to to get, you know... See, I quick- almost, like, don't even agree with that, because I feel like if you can get a real boom set up and a big charm on an egg, then you trade so favorably into the Mewtwo's, because they don't do enough damage to two-shot you. Well, I mean, they can always use something else that's not you know, that's not the, uh, that's not the Trevenant Dustnor. Yeah. But then you have cards in your hands. So that's pretty epic. <laughs> huh. Yes. But if they use it, let's say they Marnie you and then they Marnie you down to three or something. So you're only going to have like a four card hand. I mean, well, you're not going to play a draw supporter or something at all ever. Like, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, in my head, I'm not playing a draw supporter. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we just play this turn by turn by how we picture it happening <laughs> like I mean, the, the thing with rillaboom though is that you do want this kind of larger hand right your 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 ideal uh hands are just bigger you're trying to amass all the resources that you can um and so having some shuffled in after a marnie can really lead to dead hands very often i find like since you need so much of your deck to be the rillaboom line to be the grass energy you're you have less space for the consistency cards that from uh, that other decks can play and so you have less consistency as soon as you get down to those low hand sizes you can really be kind of screwed out of the game by um just not having the resources right to draw i mean i guess i like agree and disagree i just feel like mewtwo isn't putting a lot of damage pressure onto you while that's happening so you can use that time to you know two shot them while they're three shotting you and sure. hopefully dig out some resources in that time frame sure and and that's like how you would win i just think that generally speaking it's not a favorable matchup you know it, it might be closer to even than i'm thinking of but from my testing I, i've seen that it, it's pretty um unfavorable for the real boom deck and and that might just be coming you know that might come down to lists that might come down to just yeah, you're playing break. a surge in your list man you don't i don't feel like you have no right to say anything about any, oh, any yes. <laughs> i feel like i feel like you have no right to make any statements about the deck until you take the surge you out well okay so then, so then if you're saying that um that real boom is you know is good uh what are kind of your matchups that you're thinking uh, it beats outright, and what are some of the matchups that you're thinking that maybe it has a harder time against? Yeah, I think it's pretty good against like one prize Malamar decks. I think it's good against uh, like Zashin ADP. I think is a good matchup more or less. Um, I think that like all Malamar matchups are pretty decent. Um, it's really Pikaram that I'm scared of, and 
I think that's probably and Pgram and fire decks, I guess. Um, which and we just alluded to fire decks increasing in popularity, which right. is very scary because you just can't beat them. <laughs> so yeah, you just got no out. Yeah, you have no out. Yeah, like even if you play something stupid like a weakness card energy, like that's not going to get you there. Because and, first off, you have to find the weakness card energy, yeah. which is a monumental task in of itself. <laughs> And then you have to also just survive anyway, because they can all like do 300 damage. So, sure, sure. I think any deck that Rally Executor either gets time or can tank hits off of is when it's good. I think that's like the general summary of when sure. it's a good deck. Because uh, you again, it, it kind of suffers from this same kind of um, weakness weakness that ADP does, where you're just kind of going up with a with a GX, a three prize GX tag team and uh, passing, you know, that, that's kind of what we say about, about eight. <laughs> yeah, we've been slamming ADP for that for months. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, in any case, interesting deck, kind of a dark horse. Is there anything else that you kind of feel is under the radar or maybe is ready to break out into a deck uh, that, that will see a lot of success? I mean, for me, one deck that I think of is Obstagoon. I don't love the deck. The There's goons. a lot of flaws. <laughs> What's that? The goons, man. The goons. Maybe yeah, the goonies. Uh, there's a lot of flaws with the goons, but there's some inherent strengths. You look at obstruct and uh, just how strong that is, and uh, you have a sweeper Pokemon in Sableye. If you're able to get enough damage counters down, and is that a deck that you think people have solved? And if so, do you think that there will be any? making day two um <laughs> that the way you said any there made it sound like it'd be a monumental feat if one did so <laughs> well, I, I think I, you've kind I, of alluded to your kinda, personal thought. On it last week that's all i'm saying yeah you know? right like i will say <laughs> and i've been commenting on this in our group chat i i've seen a ridiculous amount of people in burbank and stuff just talking about how afraid they are of obstacle which to me is very very funny <laughs> like you don't need to discuss all these texts to be obstacle i feel like that should not be your first priority right now right <laughs> but right. yeah i mean obstacle stuff suffers from some obvious main flaws um for example it takes two turns to power up no matter what and that's with the rare candy involved. <laughs> so that's not great. Um, not ideal. Not ideal. Not fantastic, I must say. Um, and then they can always catch her around it, which, you know, that's not... I feel like that's not as bad as requiring the two turns. Um, and if you don't get a hood on it, then Fion just destroys you. Mm -hmm. So you need to get your hood down as well. Um Obviously, I think it has potential just because it can take random auto wins if you happen to, like, set up the board state that you're looking for. Um, but even then, like, one of the obvious basic-only decks in this format is going to be Zacian ADP. It only plays basic Pokemon to attack with. So, Obstruct, pretty good attack. Problem with that is Zacian ADP can very easily take the first knockout before you get an Obstagoon powered up. And then at that point, they only need to gust twice and they win because they take two prizes for every knockout. So it just like it gets into a problematic state pretty quickly. I could definitely see like one or two making day two though, just because people like this deck for whatever reason. Sure. Is there a way to play it that would ensure that you only have like one Pokemon remaining on the field? 
being an obstagoon that can just obstruct uh, so that there's no potential for gust or that the only things on the bench are dolls. I, uh, I mean, you can definitely get close to that. I don't think there's a reliable way in the format to clear your bench, at least not that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, like, and I'm, I'm even, I'm not even talking about like a card that can clear your bench, but I, I'm just more saying like, like, can you the, get that board state? Yeah. I mean, like, it, I don't know. Like if, and the weird thing is too, like you basically have to keep a bench thing just in case, um, unless your opponent like jams their bench full of, um, you know, non-evolution Pokemon. But then, you know, if you have dolls on your bench, they can, there's always the potential where they could Pokemon catcher, pull up a doll, Pokemon catcher again, pull up the Obstagoon and knock it out. And then you just lose. So I guess Giovanni's exile. Thank you, chat. (laughs) There it is. That would be a counter. (laughs) There there it freaking is, man. Ah, ah, Now we're talking. (laughs) Have we just broken the format? Because, I mean, that seems pretty good, right? Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're able to just get one Obstagoon up, obviously cost two energy or a counter gain, right? And then you just <laughs> right, but if you have the counter gain, then they can they can feed on you. That's true. Well, but then you just discard your dolls or whatever, right? I mean, yeah, but like if they feed, they can like feed on catcher is what I would be afraid of. Yeah. You know. But if you don't have a bench. How are they going to do that? <laughs> right, you just don't have a bench at all. You also, I'm pretty sure you can only, uh, you can only discard the dolls from the active. So like, it things yeah, could potentially. Yeah. So, so when you get it all set up and they knock out your last Pokemon, you promote a doll. You just bring up all your dolls. <laughs> throw, put them all on the bottom. Yeah, back <laughs> and then into the deck. I guess, man. I guess. I feel like if if you do that, man, like whatever, dude. <laughs> then you're a legend. <laughs> it's just so ridiculously unsafe to leave yourself in that situation where you only have like one pokemon on the bench yeah yeah and and that's i mean that's kind of the problem with obstagoon where we're saying where it's just like well a lot of these decks just have soft counters to it you know all the gusting um is not like intended for obstagoon but even if obstagoon gets up like the near perfect board state Decks like ADP Zation or decks like Pikram, ADP Zashin or decks like Pikram have a way around it. Like, right. They have a way around it. You know, so maybe, maybe not so good. Um, anything else that's on your radar? I mean, not really. Like, Blounds, so I think, has kind of fallen off our tier list a little bit, but yeah. Um, I don't think it's like to the, we've already talked about it a lot, and I don't think it's really entered rogue territory. Um, I do think there will be something like new and interesting that comes out. Um, there always seems to be, especially at the ICs, there's always like a weird deck that's never seen again <laughs> after the IC. Sure. But I personally can't think of what that would be. And my favorite rogue deck is the Rillaboom deck. Sure. Sure. Cool. Well, I wish everyone that goes to Australia the best of luck. I mean, you're probably already there by now. If you I hope are- so. but uh yeah best of luck to everybody that uh that is going and i can't wait to watch should be a really really fun yeah yeah really really good time uh let's shift a little bit for the last you know 15 minutes here to expanded riley um you know i i know that you've done a little bit more testing in expanded since the last time that we've talked which is great because you are going to collinsville i am not but i have been doing a lot of expanded as well and i think we're we're coming to uh, some uh you know opinions 
<laughs> on the expanded format. <laughs> that was an interesting way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> not in a bad way. Not in a. I'm. I'm just. You know. Sometimes we have differing opinions on on things. You know. So I want to say that as uh, as uh, diplomatically as I possibly can. But uh, what are some of the things that you're finding with expanded? And what are you liking? What are you hating? What do you think is viable that wasn't before? Um, does anything? new come out of sword and shield that uh, you really enjoy just kind of give me your thoughts on expanded now that you've done a little bit more testing in this format right i uh i think the first thing that i was gravitating towards was new interesting things from sword and shield so uh the two i'm thinking of are snorlax v max uh playing it more like mega rayquaza and zacian uh without adp just pure zacian with Belmize to get that extra damage and yep. so that, those were the first two things I kind of built and ran with. The very first deck I played was Zacian, and I was pretty impressed by how it worked. It was very smooth and fast, and the fact that Zacian can offset go, going first is, it's huge. is amazing. It's so nice. Um, and I've started, getting, I've started including Zacian in like evolution-based decks like Snorlax for that very reason. Yep. Um, the problem I have with Zacian, and basically the only problem I have with Zacian is that it has a really rough time against one prize decks, and there's not really a great like attacker to use it against them either. So particularly, I'm thinking of, like Ultra Necrozma. They're getting down Silent Labs, which already kind of sucks for you. And then they're hitting you. They're discarding energy, which sucks for you. And like you can't attack twice in a row. So I've thought about playing Zamazenta just to, to like help a little bit because you can attack twice, <laughs> but. Even then, it's like the discarding the energy, I think, actually is really unfortunate uh, for Zacian. Um, and even stuff like Dialga GX, which obviously helps. It's And I've been playing the Dialga GX ever since I picked up the deck. It's like the Dialga doesn't have a great way to follow up after you time list. So you need like a lot of cards in hand to combo with it. And like the whole time you're getting your energy knocked off by these stupid Ultra Necrozmas. So... I like the deck. I just don't like its matchup versus single prize decks. Um, sure. Well, what uh, what single prize decks are there? I think of Ultra Necrozma. That's I'm like just thinking Ultra Necrozma. <laughs> okay. And you th so okay, so you think that that would be reason enough to not play the deck? Yeah, and that was going to be the the thing I went to next. I, I was going to talk about Snorlax, but um, but like the first the first and obvious one prize deck would be. Volshnikrasma, it was very good last format, and it continues to be good this format, and I almost like just like it more than I did before. I don't know if I, it's just because the engines have been smoothed out a lot, or if the deck is better in this format than it was before, but, I mean, the 170 and the knocking energy is just really, really frustrating to deal with, um, especially on a one-prize attacker. It can pretty handily deal with a lot of the multi-prize attackers in the format, and just yep. one shots all the like non GX attackers in the format with 170 damage. So I like that deck a lot, and that's probably actually my favorite deck in the format right now. And just in yep. spite of all the cool new things that have come out of the last set. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting because um, 
you know, you, you don't have a great turn one, right? You don't have any like ability based draw. Um, you do probably play a Lele or something like that just for that consistency, but you don't, you're not really playing Dedenne. You're not really playing Shaman. You know, I, I feel like the format is kind of trending. Uh, at least for me, the way I've been trying to conceptualize decks is built around having at least two Dedenne and at least two Shaman to be a, and like four quick ball and a certain count of ultra ball to be able to make sure that I have those turn ones that, aren't embarrassing, you know, where I can get, you know, at least a board presence established after my first turn going first um, with the new supporter rule that obviously makes it a lot harder to do that. Uh, and so I find that having the ability-based draw is huge to right. kind of sustaining that early momentum. So you don't have that kind of stuff with Ultranecrozma, but what you do have is just a really great one prize attacker, really solid attack for this metagame. You have, and you also have Style Labs, which are just huge, I found recently. Yeah, because Style Labs first, are really useful. You slap down a Style Lab and like, you're, you're kind of chilling. You know, again, Silent Labs were good last format, still good this format. Um, and so, you know, there, there's a lot to like, even though you don't have this really like uh, strong ability to pop off on the first turn. Right. And, uh, Diverting away from Ultra Necrozma a little bit, because I feel like the deck is kind of understood, um, and I, I will loop back to it in a second here, but um, going back to Snorlax, I that was the, the next deck I wanted to experiment with, um, and I liked it a lot. The first way I tried to play it was the Winona Chinchino kind of stuff, mm. or even just like Chinchino with normal draw cards, and I really didn't like that variant a lot. It took up a lot of space, and it was more consistent late game at the cost of having a really crappy early game, it felt like. Um, so I moved away from that and into just like a, you know, basically Mega Ray deck. And I've liked that a lot, actually. The 300 damage can really quickly overwhelm a lot of decks. Like, Gardevoir Sylveon just is not a deck in the face of Eevee Snorlax. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, like, all tag team decks just immediately lose once you get that turn to 300 um, and it can shrug off so many hits, and I feel like a lot of my late games will come down to, like, my opponent has to Guzma every turn, or they lose. Yeah. Well, it's just so funny, too, with the with the Snorlax. It's like, I was thinking about it. You could have a Beast Energy on a Buzzwool on the four-prize turn and still not even knock out the Snorlax. Right, well, if you, do you remember we were talking about Lucario? I don't know if that was in real life or on the podcast, but how the Lucario with the Focus Sash... And a strong energy and a Diancie doesn't KO Snorlax. <laughs> it does 320. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the, the one like viable um, kind of fighting type attacker, I think, in this metagame might just be Watch and Learn Sudowoodo. Um, that card can, you know, pretty easily combat the Snorlax. Uh, but that's really the like fighting against Snorlax really isn't. <laughs> the uh you know the end all be all right matchup which is just i mean the the hp is just insane you it's could knuckle a- impact with a buzz gx and you would still need modifiers to kill the snorlax <laughs> <laughs> wild that is that's just nuts to me so, absolutely wild. yeah i like that deck a lot i it's really fun to play as well i think it's probably the most fun of the decks i've played on the ladder so far and yeah there's something to be said for that. The only problem I really have with Snorlax um, is it just hard loses to like any sort of stall archetype because 
you're so dependent on triple acceleration energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's nothing you can really do to fix that either. Like, you know, even if you play alternative energy outs, it just won't really matter in a stall matchup. You're going to lose it anyway. So that's just unfortunate. And I think stall is really well poised in this metagame. So that's what's... I don't think I would play Snorlax in Collinsville just for that reason alone. Sure. Yeah, I, I too like stall. I think stall is... Uh, very strong. I think that's a good uh, segue yeah. into stall. We saw some stall decks uh, in the last uh, Dallas regionals. I mean, we saw a lot, actually, relatively speaking. I, yeah, I guess I, I I think the conversion rate was pretty good on them. Um, yeah, it was but... like every single one made day two or something ridiculous. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Or like uh, all of the like doll stalls and then like Jamis Dowie had his like Hoopa thing, which also made. I think every person who played like a Hoopa stall deck made day two or something like that. Yeah, Hoopa was just so broken last format. But now, obviously, with Pokemon V, Hoopa is a weaker card just inherently, right? You don't get to wall off against Pokemon V. Um, so, with stall, what do you think we're going to see with stall? Is it going to be like very doll based? Um, is it going to be just heavier Pokemon, just bigger Pokemon? What do you think uh, stall is going to look like evolving into? this new format um honestly i think both are probably good options i think the one i would more likely play would be more of like a wall stall variant so stuff like hoopas and pyroars and um like Hotchgrove and using regirock maybe to like ninja boy if you want to um that seems to me like it would be very good in this format mm. cool uh, would you have a preference towards doll decks? Are you more of a doll kind of guy? Yeah, I like the dolls. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it just comes down to personal preference. And and I don't know that there's a lot to tech uh, against the stall type decks. I mean, they're they're very well poised. Again, yeah, they're they're very well poised. Um, yeah, I so, was thinking how Turbo Dark can play like a silent lab or something so they could kill Hoopas. <laughs> And, like, at that point, we're just getting a little off the rails. And you, you can use Weavile to knock out the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so cool. All right, well, we won't go... Uh, we'll save a lot of this expanded uh, talk for next week. I just want to go over a few of the other decks that I've been testing. Uh, Pikaram is up there. Tuber Dark, I think, gains a lot um, just from the, having the quick balls. Right. Uh, we talked about Snorlax, we talked about Zacian and Expanded, uh, Trevenant, Dusknor with the um, with the Melodic is also a deck that I've been trying out. Sure. <laughs> and I think they all just kind of are very good. Expanded feels very strong in the sense that you have a lot more agency over your deck, and that's very, very fun, although now Standard is kind of catching up in a lot of ways. But uh, Expanded should be a really good time. Are there any other decks that you're thinking about or thinking about testing that i didn't mention uh not really you asked about pikaram earlier before we got live and i definitely am not thinking about pikaram uh that's a no-go for me so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah a deck that i'm kind of off for expanded right now is mewtwo i think oh you... that's sad man <laughs> yeah i know it's really sad it's really sad i think the damage output is uh significantly lacking um i think it just 
you you're you don't have enough you don't give yourself enough time in this format there's a lot of turbo there's a lot a lot of turbo and a lot of things that can do 270 turn one pretty easily turbo dark gets even faster with the addition of quick ball um and the zosh index like can hit turn one 270 like it's nothing like it's nothing yeah it's almost the standard for them to do that um, the Snorlax just has too much HP and one shot. <laughs> Snorlax is ridiculously good versus Mewtwo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think Mewtwo is like pretty much off the table for me. Um, Eggrow is another one that we were kind of talking about saying it should be really good. But again, I think it might be gatekept if we see Zacian rise in play. Zacian has, from my testing, just a very good, and my experience with Agrao, is that it has a very uh, strong matchup because it can do 270 so quickly, so easily. It can really just run that first Agrao off the board. And then if you only get one attack off with the Agrao, you're like, you're never winning those games that you only get the one attack off. You really need to be able to tank hits, try to establish a board. But with decks like Turbo Dark, Zacian, and, you know, even Pikaram being able to do the high damage very early, it's not a good sign for uh, for a deck like Agrow. For sure. So, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think you brought up a lot of really good points. Is there anything else that really sticks out to you and Expanded that you wanted to make sure we hit on? No, I, th- I mean, I think we should save a little bit for next week. But, sure, uh, sure. But and we'll sure. have even better ideas next week, too. That's right. That's right. We'll have a little bit more concrete idea of what the metagame is going to look like. But we should open up the floor to any questions that our viewers have. We have some discussion here about Honchcrow, saying Honchcrow wins like half the meta. I am not so sure about that. Again, I come back to, like, Pikaram, Turbo Dark, and Zacian, which <laughs> would just destroy a Honchkrow deck. So maybe I'm I'm missing something there. I I don't know that Honchkrow uh, has any viability in this format. I think it was maybe even more viable last format than it is in this format. Um, but uh, Metasucks says, please talk about Malamar One Prize, not the Mew Three version for the current standard format. What do you think about Malamar? Riley, uh, I think it's just not quite there. Um, in theory, I think it's a good, good deck just because Giratina is so good, um, and it has a great, great matchup against like these Mewtwo variants that are running thin on like weakness prevention and all that kind of stuff. Um, sure. I just personally don't really like the strategy. I think, and also the fact that you're. Uh, your Zacian matchup is basically dependent on you getting turn one clear vision, which is not always easy, is really rough, and I don't like that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't play a, a deck that has such an awkward matchup against Zacian. And, and like the thing is, even if you get it, they could potentially just Mal and Lana you out of the game. So yeah, I just don't like it right now. Um, mm-hmm. I see. Uh, Nikhil says, Nikhil says, uh, do you think that the Cinchino mill has been properly prepared for? Uh, and yeah, we kind of addressed that earlier in the, in the cast. Um, we do think that, you know, enough decks have kind of shifted over to kind of uh, deal or have soft counters to mill. I, I think the biggest example that we can give is ADP running like four Pokemon catcher um, and a Fion just being able to say hey we're going to be able to get around your dolls at least once or twice in the game um you know maybe even more times depending on how the catcher flips go and and so 
Right. Uh, yeah, we do think like that would that would just be the the biggest one that I can think of is just a very obvious yes. Those decks are now playing you know more ways to gust and should be able to to handle a Sinchino mill deck. Right. Michael asking hammers in Zacian, yay or nay? This is actually something I haven't seen a lot of until today, um, but I did see a couple of stream streamers playing with hammers or against hammers in Zacian today. I think. Especially in the Lucario version, I think it's good because Lucario already has like energy disruption. So to like compound that with hammers, especially yep. when Lucario kind of is unfavored against the ADP version, being able to have that extra energy removal seems pretty good. Yep. Um, in the ADP variant, I don't know if it's that that good. Um, just because I don't know if you'll find them in the turns you need them. And even then you have to flip heads as well. And it's basically only good in the mirror um like what is removing an energy versus mewtwo psychic gonna do you know sure. it's not gonna do anything <laughs> sure. so yeah i don't know i think i think i like it better in lucario than i do in adp but i think it's like an okay idea in general if you're worried about adp zacian absolutely do you think Wob is going to be super insane to open up with in Expanded? Now, Wob obviously has the ability that uh, if it's in your active, then your opponent's Pokemon what, can't use abilities or don't have abilities, something like that. Um, yes, I, I, I think Wob, Wobbuffet is very a very good card, and I've been racking my brain on how to play it in the Expanded format. Now, we have things uh, in the past like... You know, Trevenant played a Wob or two. Uh, Hitmonchan played a couple Wobs. A couple. Maybe four Wobs. <laughs> three or four Wobs. And so the, I've been trying to come back to that. I was thinking like a more Pico deck with Wobbuffet, but that gets really hairy because more Pico, <laughs> you know, you're forced to discard the energy, uh, which was the problem in standard, why that deck really isn't seeing any play. Um, and so I don't know that Wobbuffet has a good partner or has a partner that's viable enough that does the switcheroo um, well enough that it can be utilized effectively. Yeah, you're saying you don't believe in Hitmonchan. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, let's go back to, you know, okay, like the, the Snorlax problem. <laughs> like, you're, you're the Snorlax dilemma. <laughs> like, you're struggling to three-shot that. You know? Like, what the heck? Like, like let's say you had just... You didn't have a... You know, you had one damage modifier and you attack three times. Like, let's say you had the strong energy and you attack three times. You're only doing 100 damage. At the end of the time, you're doing 300 damage to that thing. It's not even knocked out. Like, okay, so sure, you have, you could do multiple strong energies. You could do the muscle band. You could have the Diancie or whatever. But the point being is that you, you might not even two shot that thing. You might not even three shot that thing. And that is just indicative of how weak <laughs> so uh, is is in this format. Relax so is thick man he is gigantic he is a meaty boy <laughs> he is huge <laughs> cool well i think we're reaching about the end here i see some other questions um about like strategies to beat mill and uh boombox and ocic predictions if you listen back to earlier in the podcast we covered a lot of those ideas i think we actually covered every single one of those things that was asked there so definitely look back and listen or on youtube yeah. or on your podcasting platforms both of those youtube will be up tomorrow podcasting platforms will be up tonight um but we really appreciate all of your viewership and all your listenership we have noticed that more people are getting on there so thank you all for spreading the word and 
uh, continuing well, been, to grow the platform. Great, Riley. I, yeah, I do just want to say, because I'm, I'm kind of a little bit more into the stats than maybe you are, but... Um, you know, we've had this last week, this last episode, we had over 525 uh, downloads on podcasting platforms, have about 150 people go on to YouTube to watch. And then, you know, obviously you all here are, are live, which is just great. So we're looking at, uh, you know, do the math there somewhere around, what, seven, 800 people uh, taking in tag team every week, which is awesome. So thank you for that. Keep spreading the word, like Riley said, and, um, you know, Let's let's keep uh, growing this thing. We really appreciate it. All the support that you guys have given us so far. And uh, as we head into season two, we can't wait for more. Yeah. So that'll be it for tag team tonight. Be sure to check us out on all those platforms and also check out full grip games and fullgripcodes.com for all of your card needs. And we will catch you all next week. Peace. See you guys. <laughs>